thing. Pray to the <laughs> Wi-Fi overlords. Yeah, you were cutting out on me there just a minute ago. Ugh, of course I am. Well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So, before we get started, if anyone is listening to this now, you may have noticed that our previous episode had a bit of a snafu. Um, we had some technical difficulties, so it was released incorrectly this past Friday, but we have since fixed it, um, and we're going to change. By the time you listen to this, the show notes for that episode will be changed, so you can make sure that the right episode is playing on your podcast player of choice. Um, and if not, I don't know, email us. We'll help you out. We'll do what we can. Absolutely, we will. And you can count on this episode releasing promptly at 8 a.m. Friday, Easter Standard Time. And get ready, because it's a good one. <laughs> yes, indeed. But so, just to reiterate, we want to make sure that you know uh, to listen to the preview. If you're listening to this, go back and make sure you listen to the correct episode. And make there sure when I, when I start, I say episode 17. <laughs> there you 16. go. <laughs> It should start off with something like rev your engines. I think I, I think that's what I was saying. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. Well, this week on Full Impact, we are covering episode 18 of Neon Genesis Evangelion. This titled episode is A Life Choice, Ambivalence, or Life and Death Decisions. I'm your host, Nick. And with me, as always, the ever-wise Allison Wow, nice one. I guess that's me. So, I mean, I'll stop saying it because the rest of them from here on out are all huge episodes. So much happens in each one. But this one is one of my favorites. It is. It's it's definitely an episode that kicks off a chain of events. That and a lot of things are going to start clicking. At least they did for me. Like things are just going to start to lock into place of how things are all connected. So I'm super excited about this episode. Yeah, it is fun and also sad to watch. It's the best True. of both There's, worlds. There is a roller coaster of emotion happening here today. So we start right off with our quick, quick scene shots here. We have. Um, Evangelion Unit 3 flying in via a giant crucifix, as, as per the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes through a storm cloud with a little burst, burst of electricity there. And assuming that everyone has watched the episode already and is listening to this post-tense, um, we can assume that... The point in which they fly through the cloud and there's that little electricity, that's when the Evangelion gets infected by the angel. Yes, that, that's an excellent point. We don't necessarily have to worry about it if you have watched it. And, and yes. So, I, I, as a matter of fact, that was something I'm like, something happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Something's a brewing, but we don't know exactly what. But, yeah, I, I, I definitely noticed that. Yeah, so it is pretty much confirmed via the Evangelion Chronicles book, Side B. <laughs> but then we find ourselves back in Misato's apartment featuring Shinji, Misato, and the star of the show, Pen Pen. 
<laughs> just listening in on the conversation. Just you he know. just likes to be involved. He really does. And then it, when he doesn't want to be involved, he just waddles away and goes into his pod, and he's happy as a little penguin. Yep. So we find out that Asuka has been avoiding Misato. Do you, is it safe to assume because of the whole Kaji thing, or are there other reasons? I'm guessing it's it's that. I don't think Asuka's more much more involved than that at this point. I think that's she's made reference to it in the last couple of episodes, you know, just kind of gritting her teeth talking about her. So I'm I'm guessing that it has a lot to do with that. Yeah. For Asuka. <laughs> For Asuka, yes. For Asuka. I mean, and she's just, I, I, I do feel for her because she's, she's looking for something that she's not getting. And, and she's also getting angry and now she's starting to kind of isolate from, from people that she probably sh- shouldn't be at this point. But yeah, she's, she's got a little heartache going on. Self-isolation is never good. That's what creates a villain. <laughs> Excellent point. Um, and... I mean, just to hold on Asuka for a minute, you're absolutely right with her um, kind of her idea of Kaji being pretty much destroyed. There's like not really any quote unquote hope left in that, I guess. And then that on top of her no longer being the top Ava pilot, I'm not really sure what she has left going for her. Yeah, that's very true. Uh um, she, she, the way she came into this show is very different than where she stands right now. I mean, she was super confident. She was on top of the world, and now she's seeing that you know there are there are challenges for her, and she's not the best at everything, and she's not going to get the person that she wants, and that's that's difficult for her. And she's a child and hasn't really developed the skills to figure out how to navigate that. Not to mention the fact that she is you know in control of this giant killing machine. <laughs> Like, so there's, there's a lot on her plate, a lot to handle and, and a lot of, and not a lot of direction, not a lot of people to rely on. So yeah, she's, she's having a rough go. Yeah. Uh, shortly after we find out that Shinji is clueless and he is like, kind of knows what happened to, uh, unit four when it got sucked up and disappeared in the other episode. But <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's so in the dark about everything. He really is, and I guess, but I think, though, like, it goes back to the fact that he needs to be told, like, directly told what to do. It's like with his cello, you know, like, well, nobody told me to stop. And and so, like, he needs to be specifically told things he can't seem to really infer or put the pieces together, at least not the way everyone else else can it seems like he's always like catching up to things and you know i guess it's maybe from a lack of exposure to other people and situations but he is he's like super clueless and i just don't think he has the tools either to be able to identify stuff that people haven't like directly said to him yes my take on it (laughs) he's just floating down a river without a paddle he's just going with the flow Yeah, and can I also point out that Miss M is in, uh, I'm assuming, what are her, like, dress uniform, like, her dress uniform. I love it. The hat, (laughs) the red with the purple hair, it's, it's, it's really cool. Oh, yeah. She, she I just wanted to, she definitely does. I mean, she's, I, I, I always got to give props to her, but I, I dig the hat. Leave it to me, Sarah, to never disappoint (laughs) Very true. Very true. Um, 
you find out that while Misato was going away for the um, activation activation test of Ava 3 that just got transferred over from the U.S., um, which is taking place at Matashiro, that Kaji will be looking after them. Now, Allison, I am not one that is familiar with Japan geography too much. Could you elaborate <laughs> on where Matashiro is or where it All might right. be? Well, Matashiro, um, just to give you a general idea, it's it's a landmark now. Uh, Matashiro Castle is is kind of its landmark, but if you, it's it's very close to present day Nagano. It's probably about looks to me in between there and let's see. I'm looking at the map right now, guys. Uh, Nishihiro would be the other. So it's kind of in the middle there. And in in the center of the mainland of Japan. Oh, okay. There we go. That's not where I thought. But hey, what do I know? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Well, that's that's what I'm getting from Google Maps. So So, we continue this pattern of no one wanting to tell Shinji who the pilot of Ava 3 is, (laughs) including Isato. Yeah. Um... And, like, what do you think everyone is... I don't mean to ask obvious questions other than, you know, to do a service to our fans who might be wondering it, but why do you think no one wants to tell him? (laughs) I was actually going to ask you the exact same question. Um, I think that (laughs) for for a few reasons. I think them having to say it, out loud then it becomes a reality to them too they kind of all just really know who it is i mean they've been told yes but they all know it amongst each other it's been an understanding um whereas to have to say it to shinji is you know it it makes it real for them number one number two she knows that he's clearly a sensitive kid and that he's friends with tracksuit so you know that's gonna put him in a precarious position because now he's got you know, another person on the team there, you know, and I think that it's it's a lot for Shinji to handle. And maybe they're trying to shield him from a lot of, you know, extra information because they don't really know how he's going to handle it. So that's my that's my take. You? Yeah, I can see that. He is definitely sensitive. Um, and he I think if anyone understands the physical and mental toll of being a pilot, it's Shinji, and I don't think that he would want to wish that on any of his friends. Yeah, and, and I also, you know, Tracksuit was was the one person that was directly affected by an Ava attack. And now, you know, and, and Shinji knows it. And, you know, he was part of that. And so now he's got to do something that he hated Shinji for doing in the beginning. So, you know, that's that's got to be a conflict, too, for Shinji. He doesn't want his friend to go through that because it was hard for him. So I, I think there's a lot of reasons. I also think like he's kind of like a kid that you want to shield from bad news, you know? And, you know, sometimes parents or adults keep things from kids and they think that they're doing them a service, but really they're doing them a disservice. They think they're protecting them or they're... Yeah, emotions, more like but, they're you know protecting themselves from the pain of having to tell them bad news. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And yeah, because then it makes it more real. Like it's one thing to think it in your mind. It's another thing to have to say it out loud to another person that, you know, it's going to impact. So, you know, you just, you think to yourself and you make the excuse, well, it's for their, their best interest, but really it's, it's really for yours so that you don't have to have a difficult conversation. Yeah. And then just to, you know, put the, the cherry on top, Kensuke comes around and just does not relent about being a pilot. <laughs> this kid. I mean, I wish somebody would throw him a bone. If anything, he's just, he's the most excited about it and he seems to want to do it. You would think that, you know, he'd be a good candidate. But for some reason, he's just, there's not in the cards for him. Yeah, well, there's something afoot here. Um, there's a couple things to think about. Um, firstly... To throw him a bone. Maybe they can give him one of those giant inflatable Avas that they used against Romeo. <laughs> can you just walk around with that? The Stay Puff Marshmallow Ava? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can do like, give him one for Ava 1, and you're at 0, 2. There's a whole collection. Secondly, um, in the previous episode, Gendo said that the core could be prepared for the pilot. Um, which is Toji, which implies that we can't just toss anybody in that you want to. They have to be prepared for a specific person. Mm -hmm. And we don't know the specifications about what makes a core preparable for one person and not another. We don't know what we need. Right. We just know that we need one. Right. So I guess Kent is just SOL. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, you got to admire the kid's persistence, though. Yes. Um, and then we have some Ritsuko and Misato friend time. Back to being civil for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's still some tension in the air between the girls, for sure. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know. I think it's pretty clear how Misato feels and what she's going through. But what do you think, like, what do you think Ritsuko's view is on this? What do you think? Do you think she is concerned that Misato's going to get too far or learn too much? Do you think she doesn't see her as a threat at all? What do you think? Um, I think... She's concerned about her attachment to the kids as human beings and not as part of this, um, I don't know if experiment is a good word, this, this um, operation they have going here. Uh, it seems as though Labcoat is able to detach herself from these kids in her behavior. I mean, it's what got her the big fat slap in the face. So, you know, I think that she's worried that Misato is very, very emotionally invested in this and these kids and maybe she shouldn't be because something may happen or is going to happen and you know it's it's going to really kind of rock her world so you know kind of in the in the vein of protecting people's feelings maybe that's the reason she, she doesn't want her to know too much just do your job and i'll take care of the rest but you know and she's just way more emotional about it than lab code is yeah there's my there's, armchair. There's such a huge shroud of mystery around Ritsuko. We know so little about her. Yeah, she's she's definitely hasn't given 
given much away at all. She's she's kind of a, a, a very one-dimensional character at this point. I mean, we kind of got glimpses of it when we when we you know heard about her mom and and that, but as far as background and and uh, yeah, we we don't we really don't know much about her. Um, but they talk about Toji a little bit. I'm not, I think Misato asked her if she thought that he would tell his friends in the class that he is the next pilot and Ritsuko kind of told her that probably not because he didn't seem all that excited um, when he was told and that he basically just used it as leverage to get his little sister into the main medical wing at NERF yep Um, do you think if they had denied his request do you think that he would have still done it Yeah, hmm. that's an interesting. <clears throat> excuse me, interesting question. I don't think so. Um, he's kind of. I mean, we we kind of talked about this uh, before that he seems like kind of the alpha male type of dude, you know. Like, uh, so you would think, but I think the fact that he even made that a condition it says a lot. Like he could have just said no. He but he did use that as leverage it's because it's important to him so he doesn't maybe he doesn't really care what happens to him but he wants to make sure that his sister is protected um so i guess if they hadn't made that provision i don't see him doing it but yeah, that's i agree okay you, you know he... despite the the go ahead oh i just you know he seems to pretty much hate everything that's evangelion related so i think this is literally the only reason that he's doing it yeah absolutely absolutely I, I, because I mean, you could have just said no, like I said, right off the jump, but instead he did. He was smart. I mean, it's that's smart. It's the one person he cares about. It's the one person that you know needs the help. And and if he's, you know, unable to provide it, he wants to at least know that someone is. Yeah. So thumbs up, tracksuit. I mean, being at a good, the same, being a good time, bro. Though, <laughs> if they had, if he had said no. I'm pretty sure Nerf would have found a way to make him do it anyways. Yeah, most likely. I mean... They're pretty shady. <laughs> they are, but then why ask in the first place? Like uh, To create the illusion of choice, maybe. <laughs> wow. Diabolical. <laughs> no, I mean, I did, that very well could be. I mean, yeah. And, or they could have just said, well, well then get out of here and your sister's no longer a part of this and you're out of school and, and see you later. You know, yeah. I mean, I, 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 who knows? I don't know. But we get the kids at school. Toji is just, just like the last episode, you can tell he's just out of it. She's just zoned out from the get-go. Um, Asuka comes in late and in typical bad mood fashion. Yeah, just immediately to the yelling and the yeah. shrill voice. Do you think that she's particularly upset because Toji's been chosen as the pilot? And she's taking it as sort of an affront on her already wounded pride? Totally. Totally. Especially due to the fact that she doesn't like him very much. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't like anybody, it seems, but she has a particular disdain for him. So the fact that now he is something that she was proud of being, I feel like maybe diminishes how important it is in her mind. So, yeah, I think she's totally pissed about it. I don't 
like she she didn't like him to begin with. She's not going to like him as a neighbor, and she's already got it in her little redheaded mind. A <laughs> little redheaded mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, first they make Miss Perfect a pilot. Right. And now this guy. Yeah. In his yep. stupid tracksuit. Yeah. And that and she's like typical deflection. She's like picking on or bullying behavior, you know, picking on everybody else to deflect from the fact that she's feeling incredibly insecure about this whole situation. Yeah. And maybe a little bit you know having to eat a little bit of crow, you know? I mean, she walked in there like she was the shit and now it's like, well, maybe you're really not and everybody knows it. So she's she's having to kind of backtrack a little bit, which you know, can either invert you or extrovert you. And it seems in her case, it's extroverting her into just anger and meanness. Yeah. And the, it's, just, it's such a slippery slope, especially with the Ava's, because, I mean, if you start to get in your head and you change your the way you're thinking and perceiving things, then you just, like, your sync rate just would continue to drop. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, it- and also too like your mental stability as we found out and what we inferred anyway was you know after Shinji um, had his black hole sun experience like they they wanted to hold off on doing anything with him because his his mind wasn't right like like the kids he's not okay we, we got to give him a little bit of time to you know regroup here so yeah you're, you're put through a severe mental toll so you should be somewhat stable going in as to eliminate any problems coming out. Agreed. So Toji skips lunch. Also, I love her. What did she say? I just wasn't in a rush to see your idiot faces. Yes. Yes. She's such a brat. She is such a brat. (laughs) So Toji skips lunch, which is very uncharacteristic of him, meaning that one, I don't know. I feel like you got to be really really whacked to, uh, especially Toji, to not be hungry. So he must be really going through it. For, for sure. Um, from someone who eats when they feel bad, I can't understand how it goes the other way. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a clear change in his behavior. So yeah, something's definitely, or at least alarm bells should be going off that something is troubling him. Indeed. So Ray comes up to the roof and meets him. Why do we think Ray came up there in the first place? That's a great question. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I think we're starting to see Ray evolve um, maybe into sort of a, a teammate or a friend to people. Um, you know, the more people she's exposed to, the more people who have the same plight as her as pilot. I think maybe she's learning to to try to form a connection. Um, it, it could be that she sees him upset and the, you know, motherly, quote unquote, <laughs> part of her that Shinji seems to see is coming out and feels bad for him. Could be a lot of reasons. Yeah, I think she's just but, developing as a person and she's con- concerned. Yeah, and I mean. It's understandable. They, I mean, these kids have gone through it together. So, you know, outside of their Ava's, the bond is still there. So I think, you know, and she sees it's clear. I mean, you can see the look on his face. He, he's he's pretty upset. I mean, you know, kind of despondent. I wouldn't say upset. And, you know, she clearly sees it. And, and she knows what's going on because 
he's gone through it. So, yeah. And that's Ray tells us that she doesn't know what she's feeling. And Toji says that she's worried about Shinji. Mm-hmm. And I think we're supposed to take that as the truth. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, don't know. Think Ray's beating around the bush on anything. I don't think she, you know, knows how to give innuendo or, you know, she's just straight to the point. And, but why do you think she's worried about Shinji? Um, I'm thinking that she understands the relationship that he has with Toji and Toji has with the Avas. And I, as I think she understands it, but I don't think that she's well equipped to, um, put those thoughts and feelings into actions and that's why she's kind of just awkwardly standing up there. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs> I've been saying that a lot lately. I just thought it was so funny. Asuka pours her guts out to her. Farewell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it's, it's. I think, I think it's, it's showing Ray making steps towards some sort of emotional connection and she's been exposed to a lot more now so and she, she doesn't know these feelings because she's probably never experienced them before yeah kind of like a child raised by wolves or something thrown <laughs> yeah. into society <laughs> exactly and that's a fun oh. Mowgli kind <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> to learn how to dance and sing <laughs> so this is where it gets sad it's just where it starts to get sad um, we see the class rep, um, Hikari. She sees Toji up on the roof with Ray, um, already hurting her. And then also we see that she's prepared lunch for Toji, but he's not eating it. She can't, she can't even give it to him. Mm. Yeah. Poor, poor class rep. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I feel bad for her because she, and, but, and you, you kind of want to. Sh- take tracksuit and say wake up dude like she she's you know she could be there for you she can be a friend to you she clearly cares about you like you know you don't have to isolate but yeah and and you feel bad for her because she got all excited to to make this stuff for him and then you know she can't so yeah she is a little sad sack yeah and i don't i'm not blaming her at all but her her timing was unfortunate i mean her first attempt at reaching out to him about these lunches was right after he found out that he was going to be a pilot. Yeah. So it's already starting off on a bad foot and it's just sad to watch it unfold. True. But I mean, think about it. A lot of love stories start off where things did, the timing wasn't right and yada, yada, yada. And they end up together. Like, so you can't always think of the worst case scenario. Maybe this is just a blip in their story, but at the same time, it is, it is unfortunate for her. It's true. Gotta love a turbulent start. (laughs) Nothing brings people together like shared trauma. (laughs) She put that on a shirt. (laughs) So we move on to Ritsuko and Misato waiting for Ava 3 to be delivered. And Misato says something like, she just hasn't like waited this long for a man at all, like not even for a date or something like that. And I love her facial expression. She's like all, like her nose is all crinkled up and she's like just pissed. And she looks like she's got like a toothpick or something in her mouth, like looking badass. It's like at any minute she just spit it out and like pull out her gun and shoot you or something. I love it. 
She has that same look that she did um, in episode eight when Asuka arrives and she's on the boat with the Navy guy and he's like giving her shit. Yeah. Her eyes get all squinty and like yeah. angry and like twitchy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, upset Masato or mean Masato. I love her. The face is great. The crooked little smile, the scrunched up face is great. So the UN does deliver the Ava eventually, like two hours late or something like that. On its cross. So yay, it's in Japan. Huzzah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're back at the school. Um, we have a teacher talking about a place he used to live, um, Nebukawa. What's where's, where's that? Our geography leader here. <laughs> Nebukawa is uh, mainland Japan, but it is on the east coast, so it's a it's a coastal city. It's the city itself. Uh, the whole um, area is. You know, it looks like the size of, like, Jersey, if you want to give a visual. Um, But, yeah, the most important distinction between that and where we were previously is that this is more on the coast. So that's why, you know, this thing is coming over water and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and gets sunk and stuff. And (laughs) let's hope that it is is like Jersey in just quantity and not quality. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. (laughs) Sorry if any of our listeners are from Jersey. (laughs) We love you. Yeah, we just we just hate your state. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So Toshi, is, uh, yeah, Toshi's just skipping everything. He's like outside, sitting up against like a railing or a gate or something. He's like staring at his hand, kind of like um like Shinji does, you know. Boom. Yeah. Yes. Like when he was when he did it on the the bus that time but he was doing it in a celebratory way whereas tracksuit's doing it in a very somber kind of what now kind of way he just looks very just at odds i don't know how to just yeah shinji's was like like, looking at his hand like admiring this power that he had demonstrated and toji's kind of looking his hands kind of in fear of the power he's about to wield. Well, because he knows the impact that that power can have his sister. So he knows that he could potentially do do to someone else what what was done to his sister. So that's got to be super conflicting. Like, you know, you want to protect her now, but at the the cost of other people, it's for a kid that's, that's... it's got to be so tumultuous and like you can see it in the look on his face when he's just kind of sitting there and just as a side note it always seems like the teacher is giving very important information and no one is paying a lick of attention (laughs) yeah and you know it's like talking to each other i'm curious since we know that never mind getting ahead of myself <laughs> caught myself i don't have to edit it out because i caught Keep myself in time thank stone, goodness stone Oof, flat for now. that one still turned <laughs> no it's unturned okay. it's mossy it's not turned it's there it's <laughs> for later stuck in the mud at the moment we'll turn that stone when we come to it okay um but he's not even playing basketball, and like that's like his thing, you know. He's like the sporty jock dude. I mean, he's his tracksuit for God's sake. Exactly. I mean, come on, you gotta have a ball or a something, a racket, something. 
wish I was a little bit taller. So then we get Asuka and class rep, or Hikari, whichever you prefer, um, walking home from school. Asuka normally walks with Shinji, but not today. No, no, not today. And, and we got a little girl talk going on. Mm-hmm. So it seems like Asuka's finally formed a bond like with someone. And it seems <clears throat> interesting that she's chosen class to be her friend, really. I mean, I guess. So that, that kind of probably had a lot to do with it. But they just seem like an unlikely duo. But sometimes those are the best kind of relationships. <laughs> Yeah, or maybe class rep chose her. Yes, that's a good point. Um, so they kind of chat about boys, you know, and it. Oscar talks about how dense all the boys are, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure. Okay, so basically, Oscar bashes Shinji about being super dense and being an idiot, kind of. But I get the sense that she doesn't like. Yes, he's an idiot, but he's low key my idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So, uh, you know, back off. <laughs> yeah, but I think that she also realizes that she's really got it for tracksuit. So I don't think she's like super worried. And plus I oh. think she also, yeah, she feels like she's the only one that can call him an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're my idiot. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, she reassures classroom that there is nothing going on between Ray and Toji. <laughs> yeah. Ray is <laughs> the nicest thing she's done since we've seen her is say, thank you for changing, cleaning up some stuff, let alone like try it and, I don't know, compliment or flirt or interact with someone on a interpersonal level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's really no threat is the real reality. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, she says that she likes Toji because he's sweet. Mm-hmm. Eh, I could see it. I guess. Uh, yeah. And I think she sees because it, it, he is sweet. I mean, the kid goes every single day to the hospital to be with his sister, you know, and, and that's that's really nice of him to do. I mean, yeah, that's your family. That's what you do. But it, he, he's he's a kid. And, and you know, it's got to be difficult. Do we know what kind of shape she's in? Is she like conscious or like is she on life support? Do we know or uh, no, okay. we don't. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. the. Extent we know of... she's not doing good, but, okay. <laughs> but she's not got dead it. yet. <laughs> got it somewhere uh, in that gray area <laughs> <laughs> so uh, gotcha um but i i i really think the interaction between them is is kind of sweet and they seem to have made a nice connection and she even reassures class rep about you know it, the whole ray thing and and so i think it's nice it's nice of oscar and also to her face at the end <laughs> with the little little dot of sweat when she calls him nice she's like what i, I love it it was great <laughs> yeah and you know we just talked about how oscar doesn't really have anything but you know now she has class rep at least and that's something yeah, yeah. and i mean as as <clears throat> close 
quote unquote, as her and Shinji can be, having another female to relate to sometimes can help. You know, I mean, <clears throat> there are things that you just feel more comfortable talking to your girlfriends about, you know, and I think this is one of those things. And it, but it's it's just sweet to see Asuka care about somebody else other than herself. Yes. So we transition to Misato's apartment. We got Shinji and Asuka chilling. Pen Pen is straight lounging. Not a care in the world. <laughs> Just looking up at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, also, are these new PJs for for Shinji? This is a new ensemble he's rocking right now, isn't it? Well, or have we seen it? I don't think I've seen the blue rolled up sleeve look. <laughs> yeah, I think this is new. It's like... Uvo scrubs or something like I yeah. don't know what it is. Oh. I called them as PJs, but I just happened to notice that it was different. Yeah, he's just he's just comfy clothing. <laughs> it's his loungewear. And I love how he like starts to talk and then gets immediately interrupted by Oscar. <laughs> just, yeah, like <laughs> doesn't skip a beat. Nope. Interrupted. Yep. And yep. then she's like, oh, you don't know who the pilot is? And you're like, no, like, do you? And she's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so she avoided telling him, too. Which is, do you find that odd that she didn't just blurt it out and say, you idiot, it's so-and-so? <laughs> Normally, I would think yes, but I think this might be a sign that she is maybe cares for Shinji a little bit more than she sometimes lets on. Okay. Because I think, I mean, there, there might be other reasons, but the only reason, or the biggest one I can think of as to why she wouldn't tell him is because she's trying to save his feelings from being hurt. Okay. Because otherwise she could take this as an opportunity to indeed point out that he's an idiot. <laughs> right, no right. right, and she's never held back before but she actually she takes a minute she takes a second before she says no and thinks about it and then says no so it's clear that she's she's making a change whether it's for Shinji personally whether it's in general she's definitely because the old Asuka would have been like you stupid idiot <laughs> like you don't know and she just would have blurted it out to him but uh, yeah yeah so she's evolving yeah in a she's good evolving. Way. it is possible it is so, Kaji comes in, and Asuka talks about how she wishes she could be happy and bubbly, and that she should be because Kaji's watching them, but she just can't do it. Not today. Why? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Why? Well, I'm thinking it's one of two things. Either the fact that she has essentially accepted her defeat in the Misato Kaji Asuka love triangle. <laughs> or she is actually genuinely upset about how things are going to turn out with Toji and Shinji tomorrow, I think. Um, okay. I, I think it's more that she's defeated. And I don't think that she feels like it, maybe she's just 
run out of steam when it comes to this situation. She's she's put a lot of effort. It's given her nothing. So I think she's just done with it. I hope so. Um, I don't know at this point how much she really gives a shit about tracksuit, uh, but she does want to protect Shinji. However, nobody really knows what's going to happen tomorrow at this point. No. So we have to, I, I assume that it's more, she's just tired of this whole situation. Let Misato have him. I'm done. It, she is a kid and he is an adult. And it's just, it, it, it just isn't going to work out. Yeah, so maybe she's just bummed. To play devil's advocate, we have seen activation tests go very poorly and endanger the pilots before. Um, and even if she doesn't care that much about Toji, she knows that Shinji cares about Toji. That's true. That's true. But I think you're more right with the, the Kashi stuff. I just, I, I think that's just because that's where her head's been at. And although we've seen glimpses of her be kind and considerate and think of other people, I don't think at this point she does. Um, essentially because I, I don't think she wants anybody to be a better Ava pilot than her. <laughs> So she can't be, I don't think she's rooting for tracksuit at all. But I think she's just really bummed out about finally coming to the realization that that she's not going to have any kind of relationship with Ponytail. Yeah. Dodge the bullet, girl. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. But she just seems to be at a new level of Asuka Lowe. You know, she's she's not even, you know, bouncing around in her underwear or giving him hugs around the neck. She's just chilling out and she's kind of defeated so yeah i think you're right she came in hot the trot and she's just kind of steadily gone downhill since mm. yep um so we get kaji and shinji um trying to get to sleep they're sharing a room um and shinji starts asking kaji about his dad because, like, what else does Shinji have to talk about with the adults, <laughs> really? Not a whole lot. Um, and, you know, Kashi kind of tells him, you know, he doesn't... Same with Ray. You know, like, you don't really know anything about him. You know, we're not... We don't have conversations with him. We don't spend that much time with him. We don't know what he's about. I, I think Shinji's just looking for any kind of bone about his dad, because he knows so little and you know trying to see if other people do and i don't know if it comes as as maybe some sort of comfort's a bad word but validation is not as not great either but this is where i'm going that it's not just shinji that he's cold to nobody really knows this guy so you know it's one thing i mean we've seen him with ray yes but you know so that gives him a glimpse of it he's maybe just trying to suss out who really knows him the best and he's getting the same answer that nobody knows this guy like he's kind of a just our boss and that's it we don't know him personally (laughs) but he, he just craves that information about his dad because he doesn't know anything yeah i agree (laughs) <laughs> um, and we can talk about Kaji's I don't even know what to call him when he talks about <laughs> men and women being separated by a giant sea or river or something like that yeah I said uh, my nose let's say a nice try on the wise words ponytail <laughs> so yeah if you watched it you know what he says I can't say I agree with him but who knows? Maybe from a certain aspect, yes. But 
I don't know. Let's let's throw it out to our listeners. What what do you think of uh, Kaji's quote? Wise words. You know you can always always email us at bullimpactpodcast at gmail dot com. We want to know what you're thinking. We want to know what your thoughts and theories are. If you agree, if you disagree, we're happy to agree back or disagree back. <laughs> yes, just throwing that Give out us there. Your Kaji dissertation. We'd love to hear it. Um, I do like what he says when he's talking about understanding others and yourself. He says, quote, people can never fully understand others. Good luck even knowing yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that he kind of nails it there. He has his moments. He does definitely have his moments. It's like growing the watermelons. Like you see glimpses of redemption in Ponytail. So yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely got a point there because that's that is one of the hardest things to do. And until you get right with yourself, whatever that means, it's difficult to be with anybody else, whether it's in a relationship, friendship, it doesn't matter. And and so he's right about that. But it's not easy. (laughs) No, no, it is not. But uh, who knows? Maybe this show will help someone out. That's, Wouldn't that be something? That's all one can hope. That's what we're here for. That's right. So I also like Shinji's uh, retort. He's like, I don't understand people who are adults. <laughs> I did too. It was a really good... I, I actually wrote down, I don't either, Shinji. <laughs> Some adults I still don't understand. So now we're at the test site. This is it where shit's about to go down. Um, and if we, like, obviously we know that Toji's the pilot, but if you were really perceptive, you could have seen it even before they directly told us because the Evangelion Unit 3 matches Toji's tracksuit. It's the same colors. That was part of my research. But yeah, you're right. And I love the color scheme. It's really Oh, cool. yeah. Very intimidating. Love it. Yeah. If anybody out there finds a pair of New Balance that has that color scheme, shoot me an email. Honestly, I would wear any Evangelion tracksuit. If it was nice quality, hell yeah. I don't care which one. I would too. I would sport the fuck out of that. So would I. I would even sport that beret that (laughs) Miss M wears. Also that coat, that kind of Michael Mm -hmm. Jackson-ish coat that she wears. Heck yeah. If anybody out there has a line on those items, please let us know. Full impact podcast at gmail.com. We might have a Halloween costume idea. Ooh. No, I love a good Halloween costume. So we're at the test site. Um, Misato seems less than enthused about the entire operation here. Um, and we get informed that, you know, once this Ava gets activated and stuff, it's going to be under Misato's direct command and Misato kind of jokes that you know with the power of four Avas at her disposal she could destroy the whole world (laughs) I mean (laughs) it is it's it's a true statement I mean let's let's be honest you're putting a lot of power in her hands and in their hands and yeah you know I mean you can accomplish a lot in five minutes I mean (laughs) I mean look at what they've done in milliseconds I mean come on I think uh, yeah I don't think it would take too long. And you you wouldn't be able to stop them. The military tries their best, and it's... (laughs) Those end two minds. I know. Child's play. Pebbles. Pebbles. Just poking the bear. (laughs) 
really. It's like, nah. So we find out Not that Toki does indeed arrive at the test site. So it's like, it feels so real. Like, this is happening. He's the new pilot. But we don't see him inside the Ava. We don't see him get into the plug. We don't see any of that. We don't. And I wish we did. I wish we did, too. And I think it just that that stood out to me because it seems like we've seen all the other pilots, especially Shinji, namely Shinji, you know, when when he first because he was really the the only one that we've seen whose first mission we experienced. So, um, you know, you kind of expect that. So all of this stuff was like already done behind the scenes. I don't know if that's like a production value thing or not, but it is, I, I would have liked to have seen that process happen, but yeah, here we are. And I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know if it's like, uh, we don't feel like animating that. Or maybe it's, uh, you know, the overall theme. Like, maybe they're doing to us what everybody in the show is doing to Shinji. Like, because we're not really talking about it. We know he's there. We know he's in there, but we haven't actually seen him in there. You know? So it's like the way that they're, that maybe this show's kind of hiding our emotion. The way, you know, protecting our emotions like everybody's protecting Shinji. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, we should take us. It's, it's just a show. In, to an extent, but I think you should take a second to, like, really, you know, conceptualize that Toji that we know, Tracksuit, is a inside of an Evangelion at the moment. <laughs> like, that just seems like a bizarre situation. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, Shinji and Kensuke are eating their lunch together, being a bunch of idiots, not knowing what the hell's going on. <laughs> Kensuke's like, maybe Toji's a pilot, and Shinji's like... <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> um, one other thing I, I wanted to mention, too, in this episode is that we get a lot of sets of twos of people. Like, um, we saw Shinji and Ponytail together. We see him and Toji or uh, Glasses together. Um, um, there's just a lot of scenes with just two people. Um, Asuka and um, Class Rep. I don't know. I don't know if that was some sort of, like something but i noticed it and i don't know if anybody else did but it was kind of cool like all these still shots are of like two people two friends yeah not, not any just good story like we started baby. off the show. that's know. right that's right <laughs> 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 uh chalk it up to good storytelling i guess um but yeah like if we think back like previous episodes like we've seen a lot of alone and people by themselves, Ray, Shinji. And now we see these people with other people, which is, is a shift in the story, and it just shows good storytelling and evolution. A+. Yeah. plus. <laughs> we also find out that once again, Hikari, aka Classrip, made a lunch for Toji, and she can't give it to him again because he's not at school. Yep. So consider me sad. <laughs> Yeah, it is sad. It is. Um, but just bad timing. Yep. So the activation test starts. We're getting everything, you know, engines revving. We got the little sync graph lining up. We got the little green lights thing with the borderline thing. And, you know, it. as soon as it crosses that borderline, eyes go from white to red. Uh, sync graph, you know, goes away from each other. The lights turn red. Ritu is like turn that thing off. <laughs> yep. She knows something's up immediately. Yeah, it doesn't take very long. And, you know, we see the, like, the armor plate that goes over the um, 
sorry. Actually, if I can rewind just a second. We don't see Toji inside the plug, but we do see the plug going in. Correct. Which I guess is worth something. Yes. Yes. Um, but anyways, the armor plate that covers the plug, we can see that it's got this, like, slimy, sticky thing under it. Um, it's actually, this is from the Evangelion Chronicle book. It's thought that the or the angel is actually a like slime mold not like a, a tiny computer like the one that infiltrated uh, Nerf a few episodes back was just... Man, you're, you're infiltrating all my angel info but yeah I yes <laughs> sorry saws that's all right that's all right it's what we're here for but uh, once it confirms that it is an angel or that's what Ritsuko thinks it just fucking blows up <laughs> Yeah, it literally just blows the F up. Yep. And I don't know if anybody else thought this, but I'm like, no! I know! Ritzko! But mostly Miss M! (laughs) Oh yeah, and Ritzko too! And I guess Toshi! (laughs) But Misato! (laughs) But mostly Misato. Yes, yes. In my little heart, it was breaking. I'm like, oh no, what's gonna happen? So, what do we got on this week's Angel of Death? Okay, so, this week's Angel of Death is Bardiel, the 13th Angel. Um, So, this guy is posing as an Ava. So, I like to call this the Trojan Horse of Angels. Um, Its meaning is uh, Humiliated Son of God, which has some implications um and as you mentioned it's said to be like a like a fungus um or something that spreads a lot of uh like we had in the whole uh magi incident so yeah and again looks a lot like toji's tracksuit outfit so the humiliated son of god i thought was kind of uh ironic in a way you know i mean here's uh, uh, tracksuit who doesn't really want to be there and he's feeling really bad about having to do this like it kind of fits that he'd be the one that would be in there not not necessarily humiliated but just like is if they're going to make this kid be a mach- uh, the monster that he didn't want to be you know and so I thought it was kind of interesting yeah I mean the angels are essentially godlike beings um and I think one of the characters or multiple characters have inferred that the Avas were kind of copied from Adam, who mm-hmm. we've seen as this like big, almost like mythic being that we've seen, uh, you know, like glimpses of. And so if the Evangelians are kind of these sons of this god, then, uh, you know, sons, air quotes here. Uh, not literal then this Ava would be the like black sheep of the family Mm-hmm. And I also think uh, it's important to point out, too, that um, we see these things evolve. And now, you know, in, in every situation they've been in, and this is a serious, like, smart move. You're going to you're going to use their weapon against them, essentially. And it's it shows a very smart, tactical way of doing it. And so now we got to really worry about Toji in there. Like, 
<laughs> kind of similar to us worrying about Shinji uh, in the last episode, the last angel attack. Like now we're we're concerned. What's what's going on inside there? If this thing is like nutso. Yeah. So Matsushira goes kablooey. Um, it's the angels label as pattern orange, which basically means that it's like unidentified, and it hasn't put up an AT field yet. So they're like, it's something, but can't confirm it's an angel quite yet. Uh, Gendo deploys all three Avas into battle, just like right off the bat here. No, this is real shit. Getting real up in here. So we're we're assuming that to be able to so again just to refresh at fields indicate a, a an angel correct so the the detection of one infers that it, it is an angel yes and then it's confirmed by the magi so they're really when they're waiting to confirm it that's what they're confirming it through is through the magi Yes, I believe so, because that's, like, where all their data goes through. Right, yeah. I just, because they, they say, well, we don't know, blah, 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 like, command, and I just want to keep in the minds of everyone watching and listening that, you know, there's that, like, supercomputer behind the scenes, like, that seems to be, like, doing whatever it's doing to confirm or deny what's happening. But Gloves just, this guy just, I don't know. All right. Let's, <laughs> well, they try let's... to... Um... <laughs> First of all, Ava 3 is just like taking a nice little stroll or the mm-hmm. angel just just making its way downtown, you know, not even walking fast. Making my way downtown. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, and they try to eject the plug, but the angel says denied and keeps it in there with its sticky little slime fungus shit. Mm-hmm. Um, like spider web, spidey web. Yeah. Um, we find out that, you know, Toji is still alive. Um, and that at this point it's been like hashtag confirmed that it is to be thought of as an angel at, from this point forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and there as you, you mentioned, it. yeah, and as you mentioned, it's the 13th angel, and we get this iconic shot of the Ava slash angel behind or in front of a red sun just walking towards our heroes. Mm-hmm. Very and scary. and the kids are now aware too that um, Gendo is in charge of this mission, right? Um, so that right there has got to put Shinji in a spot, you know. Like now, uh, I have to. My dad is running this mission, so I, I better, you know, do well. Yeah. Right. They they know now that it's not Misam. We know that's that's heading this up. Yeah, father is watching. We don't even know if Miss M is alive. Alive, right? Um, where we think that you know there's a pilot in there still. So they say, like, yeah, they, don't they say like probably? <laughs> yeah, he's probably alive. <laughs> that's, that's not a medical term, probably. And you know, right before Oscar seemingly was going to tell him who the pilot was, she gets straight taken out. Yep. Yep. Just like that. With ease. Just, <laughs> just like that. Yep. Um, but again, I mean it's it's using your own weapon against you, so that's it's it's its best opponent, I suppose. Yeah. Asuka has been incapacitated. Yep. Poor Asuka. 
And so she's just taking hits everywhere. Bardiel, the angel, makes his way towards Ray. Ray has a clear shot, and you know she's always been the, you know, the example of a good soldier. But she hesitates, and she doesn't fire. And she says he's in there. Mm-hmm. So that's even more evidence that she's becoming more human-like. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, so we've, we've got some serious Ava on Ava crime happening here. And yeah, this is the first time. And especially, again, I made the point about Gendo because with Ray, she's so obedient to him. And the fact that, you know, her orders are to destroy this thing, but she can't do it, even with gloves at the, giving the order. And she she obviously thinks a lot of him. So that, again, reinforces the fact that she's she's really going through something right now. A lot of feelings and emotions that I don't think she really knows how to deal with. And that's impairing her ability to carry out the orders that she needs to, which has never been a problem for her before. Yeah. And we're, you know, this is, if we haven't noticed it yet, this is, we're well into Ray's arc here, which seems to be her going from this robotic, stoic person to a caring human being. Hmm. Um, you know, and we got, you know, two good examples of that today. But I love how the angel jumps and attacks right it's so bizarre and just like there's no logic to it it just like fucking ejects itself into the air yeah like doesn't it do like a backflip or like it goes up butt first and like (laughs) yeah it's it's a very odd way to go it's like you put like rockets under it and just like let it off and you're just like (laughs) yep and it starts seeping into the uh, Unit Zero's arms, you know, oozing onto her, and it's clearly painful because she, you know, screams out in pain. And Gendo's just like, yeah, cut that arm. Let's just ditch it. Yeah, so to go back to um, Bardiel as, as the angel, like we mentioned, it's kind of like a fungus. So it's like this, like, almost poison that's being, you know, poison. seeped. Poison, poison, poison. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys out there know that reference, you just made my day. Anyway, um, so yeah, so it's like creeping up on her, and he doesn't even, Gloves doesn't even think twice. He's like, yep, cut it off. Like, no regard, again, for what's, what it's really going to do in there. But yeah, just cut it off. I mean, I, yeah. which I suppose is the right move, but it's just so, you know, matter of fact that he makes that decision. Yeah, I mean, just... You know, to refresh everyone's minds, imagine someone comes up to you and rips your arm off. Yep. Like, that's what it feels like for Ray right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, I can't even fathom that. It's got to be excruciatingly painful. And she's been through it. I mean, we saw in the beginning of the series, I mean, she was all beat up from the beginning. So this is not, you know, it's, but this is, this is serious. I mean, this. Yeah. And ser- super though, serial. Uh, even though Bardiel, super serial, even though he moves on, you know, Ray's, she's down for the count. She's, you know, that, that took her out, took it out of her. Yeah, it did. It did. And, and we, yeah. So now we're two Avas down, one to go. Yeah. And it just keeps, you know, making a beeline for Shinji. Um, and he's, <laughs> he's got a lot going on in his mind right now. 
Sure does. There's a pretty good still of him like, looking like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, he doesn't know who's in the Ava in Bardiel right now. And, you know, this thing is just like so alien, you know, with its roar and how it leaps and it's like rubber elastic arms. It's 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 amazing. The shot of it with the red sun behind it is it is iconic and it is really cool. And, you know, Shinji's out loud, you know, saying all the things that any normal human being would say, like, I know there's another kid in there. I know if I destroy this thing that it is going to kill them, even though at this point it hasn't clicked in his little idiot mind but like it's he knows what the consequences are there so his his morality is getting in the way at this point yeah and you know he's the bardiel has him in a chokehold um he's getting his ass handed to he really is getting lit up but shinji refuses to do anything because he doesn't want to hurt the pilot that's inside and gendo is like this is like the most he's ever talked to shinji you know he's like why aren't you fighting you know this is an angel or enemy like destroy it the fuck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like you really want to do something good for your dad like do what i tell you to do <laughs> yeah and i think this is good and bad for shinji at the same time as we know we know how the episode goes so we know that if shinji had tried to defeat the angel he could have maybe done it differently than how things play out and maybe could have helped said pilot a little bit more but at the same time this is showing that shinji you know is standing up to his dad and not doing something that he's being commanded to do mm-hmm. it's a huge jump for shinji huge but his his the one thing that i don't think that gloves counted on i, I mean i think because he always seems to, to have a hard on for Shinji and, and G Unit. Like, it's always them being protected. He was the last one sent into battle. Like, so it, it's clear that there's some investment on Glove's part there. But I don't think, I think he thought that Shinji being the person that he was, and we've talked about this before, would just blindly follow orders. So he is kind of like the ideal pilot. And now he's like throwing a whole monkey wrench into the plan because he has compassion, something that no computer can, can, you know, figure out. You can't explain to people how to care about other people. And I think that this is a good example of that. They did not expect that Shinji would not be able to follow through. Yeah. You know, first Ray hesitates. Now Shinji is just blatantly disregarding his orders. And, you know, he's like, you know what, fuck this. Put the dummy plug on. Again, so here, click, listeners. So the dummy plug, which we were questioning about why they were doing all these tests, well, now we know. Yeah. So, you know, and even though I think Maya Abuki, one of the little technicians there, she's like, it's plagued with issues. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. Do it. How many times do I have to tell you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it will be more useful than the current pilot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So essentially, we put this thing on autopilot. Yeah. Or, yeah. Kind of. So at this point, the Ava knows that Shinji's there. That's who it's synced with. 
But now instead of Shinji's controls going through, it's going to be the dummy plug's controls instead. Got it. Um, and Shinji gets a front row seat to watch it all happen. Which is so sad. I mean, this is really terrible. It's like, I, I, I don't know, like being strapped to a pole in an intersection and forced to watch a car accident or something. Like, it just, it's terrible. Like, he's in this thing and he can't do anything about what's happening. It, it, it's just, what a shitty, shitty thing to do to this kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, this is... I mean, I like. I'm half tempted to not even talk during it because it's so beautiful and awful at the same time. But I suppose, being as this is a podcast, I should probably talk. Sure. Yeah, dead, dead air doesn't really. Silence doesn't really work on a podcast. <laughs> no, but I mean, this, the like next minute, or I don't even know how long it is. It's just like episode nine with the dance off battle with the yep. sound below. It. Like just like, just watch it. Don't think about anything. Just sit back enjoy it i have to say full disclosure i wrote speechless during this part like because i didn't i didn't have words for this poor kid this whole situation like it's just nuts like it just so awful yeah and And everyone everyone is just standing there uh, sitting there watching this happen like not being able to do anything yeah, and, you know, they even said that, you know, like, it's not, the kinks aren't all worked out, you know? Mm-hmm. But, they're, you know, this is this is what Genda wants, so we get evil red eyes, evil one. It says, F your chokehold, I'll show you one. Mm-hmm. Snaps the neck of that Rouch. little bitch. Yeah. So, at that point, the th- damn thing's, like, dead. It goes limp. But... Mm-hmm. Ava one's like, nah, fuck that. I'm gonna go further. Well, <laughs> it's take in a ber- step more. It's in like berserk mode right now, like just tearing it to shreds for no reason. And everybody is just looking at this thing, open mouth, can't even look at it. Meanwhile, gloves is just sitting there with this weird ass grin on his face, like he's he can't. He's so happy to see it, but there's blood everywhere, and it's just like super super overkill. Yeah, and you know it's not berserk in the sense that we're kind of come to know um and that the ava itself isn't in control here it's still the dummy plug but it's displaying the same sort of raw power right right and it seems to enjoy overkill very much yes and it also it doesn't have that pesky morality part to it you know that human aspect of it it's just it's yeah. to, to do something and it does it i mean it just goes ham on this thing it just obliterates the head and you get this gruesome shot with like the eye and the blood and yep. the brain bits and it just rips the armor pieces off it's ripping limbs off the streets covered in blood it's dripping from the traffic lights the fucking the river is running red with blood <laughs> and all the while shinji is just pleading with him to make it stop like just imagine this kid and he can probably feel what's happening you know and i, I mean i don't know if that's the case with the dummy plug but i mean he still knows what's going on it's got to be just gut-wrenching for him please just stop yeah and then you know we get the shot with the Ava hand holding the entry plug and just like shaking and then you know it just crunches Drags it like, like a soda egg. can. Yeah. And your heart drops. Yep. 
Yep, again, because we're still, we don't know if Miss M is okay, and now here, Traxu just got snapped like a twig. What is going on? And then they they give this wonderful contrast where they go from this brutal massacre scene to Hikari looking through a magazine, picking out what she's going to make for her sisters and Toji, you know, the next day for lunch. Mm. Um, I think this scene and... This is something that I wrote in my notes. I think this is, again, to bring us back to um, there is someone on in this world that cares about everybody, and she cares about him. And it, it, even though there weren't a lot of people, him being gone is going to impact her a lot. And, you know, it's, it's really sad. And that she's sitting there with no idea what just happened. Uh, it's, it's, it's very gut-wrenching. Yeah, it's just bad yeah yeah and but i mean thankfully we find out that misato is okay Phew. i know dodged the bullet there and Greece goes okay too i guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um kaji tells misato that basically the Ava 3 turned out to be an angel and Unit 1 eliminated it. So at this point, Misato thinks that Shinji himself had to kill Toji. Yep. So she oof. sure does. And she's like, oh, I never told him, you know. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Not good. And no, not good at all. At all. Um, but we get back to Unit 1, which is immobile. We get this, like, silhouette... Um, picture of it and Shinji's just in the plug just crying you know he's 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 broken essentially yeah I mean can you blame him I mean that's some shit to go through yeah you know he's like I killed someone yeah it's like that's heavy that's super heavy (laughs) and his job is to save people (laughs) right right that's his primary job <laughs> yeah um and but you know we find out that the pilot is alive actually and you know he's all excited and then he like looks through the window you know who who could it be and Shinji's like what <laughs> and then you can like almost see it there's like consciousness snap <laughs> yeah his mind like literally got blown yeah, so he is double broken. You dropped the vase on the floor, and then you steamrolled it. <laughs> and then you just had a dance party over the top yeah. of it, mm-hmm. basically. Um, the eye, his eye, like, getting wide, and the scream that happens there is just so awesome. Like, it's just, like, the the perfect encapsulation of how he must have been feeling. Like, like just everything just letting loose. And I thought it was such a good ending. I loved it. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. And you're happy that the tracksuit's still alive. So we, we got a good, you know, a good ending. But, you know, I, that scream, and it's just, like, carnal at the end. Like, it's just, it's so good. So good. So kudos to the English voice actors who did the Netflix dub. Bravo. Nice work. Nice work um, and if, for those of you that are like, how is Toji still alive? I will pose two possibilities as to why other than plot armor. <laughs> Firstly, the plug looks like it's all fucked up. Like, in the inside, it looks like it has, like, 
like the LCL fluid looks like it's been almost messed with. Like maybe the angel fungus or something like made it a different consistency, something like that. So it made them a little bit more resistant to, um, you know, the damage. Um, my second thing I'll pose is that we don't know where in the plug Toji was because um, they normally sit kind of in the middle, but as they lose sync rate or as they increase it, the plug goes up and down. Um, with or the their little seats go up and down the plug. Mm-hmm. So if he was you know, super synced or corrupted or something infected, he might have been towards the bottom of the plug and thus when it was crushed in the middle, he wasn't, um, you know, a to- totally crushed. But it was probably just plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, I also think, you know, it's kind of like action movies where guys are jumping from helicopter to airplane. Like that's never going to happen in real life, but there's, there's always a chance, you know, that's, that's what these kind of things teach us is that, you know, there's always a chance that it could happen. And, you know, maybe he was in just the right place in the palm of his hand that he missed it when he crushed it. Or the other thought that I had was maybe, I mean, yes, we see it crush, but maybe, in some way, Shinji was still there and kind of protected him and some like made it look like he was dead, but didn't. Like, I don't know. That's just a way far out theory. Again, we'd always love to hear your thoughts as yeah. listeners. If you want to throw us a mail about uh, Allison's opinions being wrong, I would <laughs> love to read them. It would make my week. <laughs> Well, hey, now, I, I, I would actually love to hear them, too, to be honest. Like, it's it, it's one of my favorite things to do is debate. So bring it on, listeners. I'm ready for you. Yeah. But right after that screen, we get uh, black screen. We're done. That's a black. Yeah. And I mean, guys, we, we say it quite a bit. But here's where I mean, now you're seeing the real emotional investment in this show like there's life and death happening to all of our favorite characters and everybody's intertwined now so shit's getting real real yeah we are we are flying down that roller coaster (laughs) (laughs) yeah ludicrous speed i feel like right now you're at like maximum speed and like a corkscrew you know whereas like yeah. everything's like turning you upside down and like you, you things are you know where you are but you don't know where you are and it's just it's very scary it's very fast there's a lot going on but if you can believe this we have not yet fallen off into the lava pit no i know so <laughs> things to look forward to guys things to look forward to so i think that about does it for this episode uh next week we will be covering episode 19 um titled a man's battle or introjection uh, for those of you who are looking for the titles, uh, it comes up as A Man's Battle 19 on Netflix, which is the easiest way, I think, to watch the show. Um, but if you have any other ways, let us know. Um, as always, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to every single person who subscribes, downloads, likes, emails, all of those things. We appreciate you. We appreciate your opinions, whether they agree with mine or not. Um, <laughs> and we just want to say uh, we're super thankful to have you listening so um i am one of your hosts allison and with me as always is the very intuitive nick 
Uh, that's me. Thank you. And I just thought, you know, for those of you who review us, please, please review us, especially <laughs> on iTunes. It helps so, so much. Take 30 seconds. Write us a little sentence. Who knows? Maybe if we get enough people, maybe we'll throw in like a little treat or something. Who knows? Hey, I think that's a great idea. It's so fun. I've done it on plenty of podcasts. Your stars light up. It's super easy. It doesn't even take a second. And it would mean a ton to both of us. Just imagine you're making someone two people's day. That could be your good deed. Your good That's deed right. for the week. Yep. It would be much appreciated. All right, folks. Well, until next time. Until next time. Until next time.